So I would like to think this episode starts at Des's place because, you know, of course it does with Albion bringing a little bulletin board thing in. By little, I mean like several feet by several feet. Uh, he had to put it in the back seat of his car to bring it over, and he has a tripod it's standing up on. And it's got like different notes written on it, different bits of red string tangled. It. it looks like a conspiracy theorist sort of thing. And written on it, we have uh, Shadrach, along with a shockingly well-rendered sketch of that scuzzbag. We have the company Abendigo, with a red string between them, like, connected? Question mark? We have the uh, the, sh- the sunken ship. Uh, remind me what that ship was called? Boscoin. The Boscoin. We have um, the holes in reality that were popping up, o- opening to the Never Never. We have another little circle board with Piber and Ditko. And Albion has specifically left out the Venatory. We have the ley lines. We have a section that just says Mr. Jack with a big angry face next to it. (laughs) We have City Hall Park. We still don't know what's up with that. And we have Municipal Plant Revitalization, question mark, with the name of that uh, local politician who was involved. We have a red string connecting that to uh, Abendigo and uh, another one to Shadrach with question marks next to it. And Albion's like... So, yeah, that's, uh, this is where we stand with all the bullshit going on around here. And the tree, right? Yeah, there's a tree. Des just reminded you about the tree. Oh, yeah, uh, that's another section is the Ashwood tree, uh, with a little note like Yggdrasil under it, question mark. I'll send you the pictures of my notes that Ro is jotting down. Sweet, I love that. Uh, I think that this is also for Gwen, but kind of for Ro, keeping track of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> no. You need to you need to say some things. No. About what about, you have on here. Uh the Mr. Jack parentheses asshole. So okay. So Roe has a big circle in the middle that says Mr. Jack parentheses asshole. Connected to that is Pyburn and Venatory with a question mark. Separately, we have Never Never Hole connected to Ley Lines, connected to Sunken Ship and Boscoin. Shadrach is bad guy or scrub. <laughs> Abednego is business Meshach exists because we don't know about that yet but I know that that's a thing uh, it says tree connected to Chris with a frowny face and in the bottom corner Des X Joe crossed out and then no <laughs> <laughs> yep that gets its own spot on the board because it is possibly better organized <laughs> oh man that's just um, real that's where Rose at. She's connecting all the things. Basically, this is the episode that's just everybody's doing their Charlie Day impression. <laughs> Albion is standing there, bottle of ale in hand, slugging it back like, so, uh, anyone got an idea of where we want to head with this? Because uh, we got a lot of directions we can take right now. We're going to need a boat. Can Do we have a boat that we can use that's not the friendship? Sly, can you get us a boat? I think we've given Rodriguez enough shit for a lifetime. Can we throw a dart at this? Wasn't Sly going to get a boat? Hold on. You just asked if Sly could get a boat. Was that not a thing you were planning to do? Kind of. Uh, hmm. You're a doctor. Doctors own boats, right? You're fucking stupid. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm dead. You killed baby. (laughs) Good. <laughs> no, it's fine. Carry on. I don't remember if we were gonna get a boat. I mean, 
we would probably all need to make a resources roll or something and pool it together, or... I thought the... Why don't we just ask Nat? Is Nat able to get us a boat? Nat's in the... Nat was like the boating club. Nat knows how to drive boats. It's a thing that she learned from a, a while ago. Uh, long story short, in her first year of college, she went to a party where uh, some rich kid owned... Some rich kid borrowed his parents' boat, and then they got stuck in the middle of the ocean, and she basically figured out how to pilot a fucking boat back home. <laughs> and saved a bunch of drunk loser frat kids that probably didn't deserve to live. <laughs> oh, my hero. Whoa. Yeah, so... If we could get to the... The, the shipwreck, I'd really like to do some readings over there. Yeah, if we can get her, we could just rent a boat. She can drive it. <laughs> I will remind you of the difficulty of investigating such a thing, because guess what's bad for magic? Running water. 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 But you probably know at least one friend that could think of something to do to help out there. Uh, who's that, Michael? Who are you guiding us towards? Well, Beaumont, because he's a warden. He does magic. Oh, is he back? I mean, yes, Des did just call him. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I think this is a good time to just sort of have Beaumont saunter in late, just like, hey, so I was trying to pick up donuts, and it turns out that everybody wanted them today, so um, the line was really long, and I could not actually get all the things that you asked me for, so I kind of had to, like, stop off somewhere else. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, I hope you all like Bismarck's. What are those? Thank you. Y you don't know? No. They're a It's a pastry. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're... Sorry, Des, you're gonna go into more detail there? Well, yeah, they're a puff pastry with um, usually either raspberry or strawberry filling, um, as well as, uh, a cream or a frosting, and then it's covered in powdered sugar. Oh, okay. That sounds nice. They're pretty nice, yeah. So thank you for bringing those, Beaumont. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess you guys definitely, he looks at the board and just sees that it is definitely a bunch of words and red string connecting things together, <laughs> like, I, you- Definitely got started without me. Uh, cool. Good. None of this is mine. Like, <laughs> like I said, sorry I'm late. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Sly, I didn't expect any of it was yours. Um. Des gives him a cup of tea. Thank you. Uh. You're welcome. Yep, I need this this morning. Uh. <sighs> uh, yeah, go, I guess, uh, pick up where you left off. What were you going to say, Rao? Oh, um, can we... Uh, Beaumont, um, have you ever made water stop? That is, okay, so that is the kind of question where I'm going to need to probably ask about seven follow-up clarifying questions. Okay, so we need to go to where the boat sank, so Des can do some readings, but something about magic and water is bad, is that my understanding? Ah. Uh, yes, uh, running water erodes uh, magical power. It kind of it, it washes it away in a sense. So doing something of that, I, I suppose, of the scale that you might be proposing, since you're trying to look at a sunken ship in the middle of the lake, which is not known for being terribly shallow. Uh, what, okay, 
What do you mean by stop the water? Uh, I I don't know. I um so we got to do readings. That does well. Uh, I could possibly use the site to see what's going on with the ley lines there, or see if I can do some psychic sensing to see if there's any more information I can learn from the Boscoin uh sink. It just a it, a lot seems to be pointing at that area. We've already have our triangulations. Okay, so, hmm, water, hmm, I, ah, water is not really one of my strong elements, unfortunately. Uh, I would like to help more, but I'd have to get pretty creative to try to work around that volume of running water. Uh, hmm, so I guess, hey, well, Des? Yeah? Remember how you summoned Champ? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, the details of how you performed that particular act. I asked for her help. Yeah, but you you asked you asked spirits to get Champ, basically. Yes, I did ask them to try to convey the message. Yes. Okay. So, what I'm saying is you might have a way of getting information on that that sort of gets around the fact that running water is a problem. Because my magic is a bit more spirit-based? It's not that. It's that you can talk to things that are able to just go underwater and look at stuff. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I would still probably want to be close to the site, though, in order to do so, right? Oh, likely. Um, that would make sense, yes. Uh, but... It's just something to consider as something to potentially use for information gathering. Yes, and there's probably going to be some sort of spirit activity there, it being a sunken ship and all. Mm, right. So, that's that idea. Um, where else is everyone's head at? Because right now I need to get input from you. Uh, I am not fully awake yet. I do not know if you can tell. Uh, all of you can immediately tell. <laughs> It is one of those things where he clearly has, like, the dark circles under the eyes and his hair is not really totally put together yet because he's clearly not looked in a mirror to make sure. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just one of those it's one of those days where you just sort of get up and you're already late and you're just trying to do things and it doesn't seem like they're getting done right. So you just like the little stuff gets forgotten. So that's just kind of where he's at, it looks like. So. Yeah, he's going to hopefully he's hoping that you guys will sort of guide this discussion a little more. I don't have any ideas out of character. I'm sorry. I mean, that's fine. To be honest, I'm honestly really lost as to what we should be doing. Um, well, that's, that's what you guys are working to potentially decide right now. Yeah, my because there is a lot like that we have to do or it feels like a lot. If we can at least take care of the. Like, get started on the Bosco and stuff. I have no idea about the whole Shadrach, Abednego, finding whatever you're going to make Meshach be. Um, you can't prove anything. <laughs> Is there any investigations that we could do over at City Hall, perhaps? Hmm. Maybe look more um, into the company or um, why the municipal plant revitalization didn't happen. Maybe there's um 
maybe there's like some minutes from a meeting or something that we could read through and see who did back it and who didn't. I believe that Sly put in a Freedom of Information Act request some time ago and actually got some information on Councilman Arthur and his uh, his records on how he voted on things. And it seemed like he was for it until he wasn't. And he was the deciding vote to nix this basically fully formed plan. So I think we should go talk to him. Maybe like pretend you're a student writing an article or something. And, um, you know, just like kind of question why he all of a sudden dropped his support or something. I don't know. I mean, he did. It is a matter of public record that he did give some reasons and excuses for uh, why his mind changed, though none of y'all totally bought it because you have some suspicions about this guy. So I'm catching you up on the fact that, yes, he does have at least some level of public explanation of like, oh, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, the financial viability of this, you know, particular thing, da, 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 like, wouldn't, you know, the return on investment, like, you know, I did more analysis, got an independent, you know, review, and it turns out like, oh, this, it was kind of a pipe dream. That that sort okay. of like hand waving of like, oh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as feasible as we thought kind of thing. And has anybody heard from chris at all lately no i haven't reached out a bit but um we probably should since we uh found what might constitute as the tree that she mentioned but we didn't go near it and we wouldn't even know how to find it again yeah i mean there there's maybe one way but i'm not sure if i want to do that again no i i don't know if it's i got a bad feeling it's something we are gonna have to deal with again eventually Maybe we could get more details from Chris about why it wouldn't be a good idea. What what could possibly happen? Who could possibly be in the line of fire? I don't know if that's how it works, but... Uh, I think we should just check in in general. So who is interested in following up with Chris? Um, Albion can get in touch. Albion does have Chris's number. Albion is going to shoot Chris a text. Hey, are you at work right now? Question mark. Okay. And you'll get a response to that at some point, probably soon, but not immediate. So Beaumont's just kind of going to look at Sly and just uh, and then like to the rest of the group, and just like, yeah, uh, hey, can I add something to the board? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he's going to go over to like the sunken ship thing and just sort of add Kraken and then a little tag off of that that's like (laughs) Sly. (laughs) and then uh yeah does he i don't think he knows to connect the uh the line from sly to mr jack at that point oh should i just draw a line there if you want to i'm gonna draw a line there (laughs) and he's gonna look at you and just he's he's like uh i I have string for that you don't need to actually draw on it fine i i beg I-, I beg your pardon, Sly? Uh, yeah, so Mr. Jack is kinda, uh, the day when the Kraken fucked up my leg. Uh, Mr. Jack tried to tempt me to the same way he, uh, well, he tried to tempt me and I told him to fuck off. And then- He's just gonna look at you as you explain this, just kind of, like, motionless and just, like, just kind of staring. Yeah, so, and then recently he tried to tempt me again and he got the same answer. And then he met, uh, 
he antagonized me and Christine in the hospital. And mostly whenever he shows up, I'm usually there now. And uh, I usually piss him off until eventually he goes away. Because he knows that if he kills me while I piss him off, then technically I win. Beaumont, Beaumont has the look of somebody who is trying to say something, but cannot figure out what words are at the moment. He is just so taken aback by the information you have just given him, because he knows what outsiders are, and you're, inter- you're the only normal guy in this group, and your interactions with this outsider are as you've just described. And he can look you in the eyes, so he does, and he's just sort of there, and then he looks to everyone else for sort of like confirmation, basically like just wordlessly inquiring with his gaze. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Okay, Uh, he's not talking shit, right? Nope. It's true. Huh, well, okay. Um, Wow, you might be the first person I've ever met who can claim that they have had these sorts of encounters and have pissed it off until it <laughs> leaves? Okay, yeah, confused. I'm confused by this, but then again, I mean, I do know you, so I guess I'm not that confused. <laughs> yeah. You do have a certain way about you, don't you? Yes. I mean, we remember how y'all first met, right? That first conversation y'all had and how it immediately went south? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you don't. No, we're the best of friends. Yeah. He he says, just trying to mimic your tone. <laughs> uh, your apprentice is learning. Yes. He still has that sort of like round, eye, like open eyes look of somebody who is trying to process too much information. You might want to have a seat. <laughs> yeah. He grabs a Bismarck and takes a seat with his tea. So I will have a Bismarck. It's pretty good. Albion keeps looking at his phone every few minutes, expecting something to have changed. Um, Beaumont, question? I don't know if you can answer. I will do my best. Okay. The, uh, the thing that ails Des, um, is that something we can discuss more? Or is it, like, giving it power to talk about? Because we all know, but I don't want to do bad. No, I I appreciate that you are not interested in breaking a law of magic. Thank you. Um, (laughs) What I can say is, do we... Okay, its name is obviously not Mr. Jack. So I don't think at this point that referring to it by that name amongst each other is going to really change anything or really be a problem because that's just that's just a handy shorthand thing that we can use to refer to the subject matter um and if someone were to have used his real name that would be bad i assume i mean it's not great but it's i mean it's not the worst uh look okay not it's not the best thing to do um you should avoid it but, uh, I mean, sometimes things come up, and sometimes there's gray areas, and I'm just not going to question any farther. So, of all of us, you probably know what Mr. Jack is the best. Unfortunately. Do you know if, uh, like, we've seen it already happen where he can kind of go between all of us. 
Is there a way to trap him in one person? That is definitely information that if I had it, I could not just openly share. But you don't have it? I am not going to say that I do. Okay. If you want, you can make an empathy read on that statement. Um, can a row look Beaumont in the eyes? If you want to soul gaze him. Can we, can we soul gaze? Yeah, do it. Do if it, you want to soul it, gaze for it. some reason. Does that tell me if like, like more info than just an empathy roll? Yeah, it basically gives you one of his aspects and then he basically gets one of yours. But in that, would that tell me like if like he doesn't have to tell me what or how or whatever. I just want to know if he's actually being honest. I am not going to say that this is a method of obtaining whether someone is telling the truth in the moment or not. It is okay. so far beyond that that trying to use it for that trivial of a purpose in this <laughs> instance might be the wrong thing. Okay, I'll just do an empathy roll. But maybe Here's the thing, I do though. Question. <laughs> Does Ro know that? <laughs> Does Ro know? Make me know? a lore roll right now, and your target is a three. That's not good. Okay. Um, that's not fair, because I don't have a lore score. So that's negative two, sir. <laughs> you have no idea one way or the other. You think that this could very viably be a means by which you can find out if somebody is telling the truth in the moment or not, because you don't know shit. Okay. I mean, yeah, to be fair, the only thing Ro knows about, like, looking Bowman in the eyes is that he and Sly had some kind of weird understanding when it happened. Mm, yep, that is all you know. So, <laughs> so I give guess me I'm that baseline empathy roll. I mean, <laughs> here's okay. Here's the thing about that. You can attempt to soul gaze somebody without their consent. They uh can attempt to avoid that and that's going to be an alertness roll from them. So Okay. Yeah. Here we go. The eye roll empathy? Not, no. Oh, no. No, not at all. Um, that oh. is not the roll for this. In fact, you're just looking a man in the eyes and he's rolling to see if he notices in time. Unfortunately for Beaumont, he's <laughs> uh, not awake enough to oh, no. think too much about this because he's just been looking sly in the eyes. And so his guard is a little lower than it ought to be for a <laughs> warden of the White Council. So he does not uh, escape your gaze in time. And the two of you fall into a soul gaze. All right. Hooray. Why have you done this to me? Because <laughs> uh, Ro hasn't gotten to do it yet. And the only other person who also hasn't is Dez, but for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Super obvious. Okay, well, let me open up some rules I was not expecting to open up tonight. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You can say that you're sorry, but the question is, do I believe Gwen you? Gwen is sorry, but Roe isn't. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, cool. I mean, he could have made a discipline roll, but guess what? The roll that I made was three minuses. Oof. So it just was not gonna happen he was gonna get sucked into this one way or another so the first thing that happens is a mutual psychic attack each participant rolls conviction as an attack defended by discipline i got a, a five as your discipline defense 
Oh, discipline defense? Or is your conviction attack? I rolled conviction. Okay, so great. He also has a five conviction, so let's roll some defense against those numbers, why don't we? Cool, this is discipline. (laughs) Yes, this is discipline. Okay, well, that's a two. Okay, well, he rolled uh, two pluses, so it goes well above your five. Um, You take three mental stress. Okay, that's fair. And he doesn't really have the option to switch this into being a maneuver instead, because he was caught off guard, so I'm just going to say, nope, this is just damage. The second is information, and you get a metaphorical glimpse of the other soul, as described by the GM. And by described by the GM, in this case, I mean you're going to be describing uh, to me what this looks like when this man gets a look into Rose's soul. You are going to be building this around one of your aspects. Okay. And is this like a scene? Is it? It is metaphorical. The essential nature of each participant is made plain to the other while some details may be hidden. It is crystal clear who each person is. This might result in a character aspect being revealed uh, if you took stress or consequences in the first part. It's safe to say the other person knows an aspect of yours. So, yeah, he's going to learn an aspect. But you are definitely going to be describing one of these aspects in a way that is really super duper metaphorical. I mean, Albion's uh, was like a trail of, you know, a trail of death behind him, uh, a literal trail. Beaumont described like it was described as being basically like a statue holding up way too many things uh, resting on his his warden sword and like the weight of too many things was clearly bearing down upon him. Uh, So, hey, that's fun. Um, Yeah, lots and lots of different ways that this can go. Um, And uh, yeah, you you get free reign pretty much on this. So. Have fun. Okay, and I can pick whatever aspect, right? Yeah, in this case, whichever one seems uh, appropriate. Okay, so what Beaumont sees is Ro, and he can see that she's, like, going to something, like, she's running to something, and if this is, like, freeze frame, I guess, then behind her, he can see that she's, like, pushed over or, like, killed someone behind her and that there's a shadow in front of her with their back turned and Ro is trying to reach out but she can't quite reach but she's like really pushing herself to get there Um, and she's doing the absolute most to try to like get to this person and he is seeing the aspect I'm all in baby because Ro will do whatever and all of the things that she needs to, you know, commit to the things that she loves. Okay. All right, then. Uh, You are going to get an image that is similar to uh, the image that uh, Albion and Marcus got looking at looking at Beaumont in the soul gaze of, of somebody who is just like clearly in over his head all the time mm-hmm. and feels like he is he is uh he has to be in that position as a bulwark against darkness both uh above and below so yeah he's 
he's going through his own bunch of rough stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get that impression of of him. Um, you can tell that some of the some of the things that seem to be weighing upon him, like Atlas holding the world, are kind of formless and would possibly make sense to your interpretation as being like the burden of knowledge of things that he shouldn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, you have now uh, a justification to either believe that he does or does not have this information, whichever way you are going to interpret that. Okay. Like I said, not the best thing for determining if somebody knows <laughs> one thing in a moment, but definitely mm-hmm. gives you uh, something to go off of. So, all right. If you want to make an empathy roll now that you have just done this particular thing, <laughs> done this terrible deed, um, yes, let me just, just cause. Okay, so it doesn't matter um, with my zero. Uh, it doesn't. With my zero. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because your target is a three. Okay, and, well, uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore then. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yep, you don't know one way or the other. So, basically, you just gave up uh, some information about yourself and gained some on him for functionally no purpose we love this <laughs> just for funsies yeah you know just as a, just as a laugh and uh so you break out of this this uh you know your eyes lock and you break out of this this gaze and uh beaumont just like starts blinking and just sort of shaking his head and uh then he looks you directly in the face Mm-hmm. For the first time, and locks eyes with you on purpose for the first time, and uh, just says, "Why did you do that?" Um, that's a great to qu- test my powers. <laughs> that's a great question, buddy. Um, just because I wanted to look at your face. That's a deceit roll. Mm. All right, that's a three. All right. Yeah, he matches, so um, he's not buying that as a cover story. He's like, based on what I just saw of you, no, incorrect. Please don't lie to me about matters of the soul. Okay, well, I'm sorry that that just happened. Um, But you'd do it again in an instant, wouldn't you? Yep. Okay. So that's what a row common sorry is worth. All right, noted. Yep. Ro kind of slumps down. She's a little hurt. Des is kind of looking at Ro, and she kind of looks a little disappointed and a little jealous at the same time. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh, he just sighs and uh, just looks at the looks at the gang and is like, "Well, that's most of you now that have gotten uh, a peek under the hood, as it were." So, <sighs> my God. So now that we got the uh, that nonsense out of the way, what's our next move? Yes, we were talking about Mr. Jack, uh, I believe, was the topic of conversation that prompted someone. He looks pointedly at Ro to Ro does not make eye contact. <laughs> uh, 
even though she can, uh, <laughs> someone to initiate a soul gaze. That's fine. <sighs> so, well, you know, we don't have to keep talking about that. We don't have to keep talking about him. We can talk about whatever else you want. He's just kind of looking at, at, at you for waiting for somebody to pipe up. I did try to get in touch with Ditko, but I couldn't. There's, you know, I, I reached a dead end, so I'm sorry. I failed that. Oh, um, no need to. I don't know what's going on with him. We should get eyes on Ditko at some point. Yeah, we should. I don't know how. <sighs> yeah, yeah, um, I'm not going to make suggestions on this particular avenue. Um, I'll I'll take care of it. He just that was sudden. Yeah, he looks at you and just sort of cocks an eyebrow, and he's going to act on an intuition. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have you make a deceit roll. Okay, because you are looking into it already. All right, I got a six. <laughs> Amazing. He got a one. So, um. Yeah, so he has this momentary spark of potential intuition, and you are not conveying the obviousness that he might have expected. Uh, so <laughs> he's just, yeah, he knows that you are all in, and you're gonna you're gonna commit uh, hardcore. And he he had a fleeting thought, but it doesn't seem to bear out. So he just sort of shakes his head and shakes it off. And just says, I would not recommend that necessarily, given your history with um law enforcement and i know other organizations okay i know how i've come across in the past i i want to be helpful and i think i can do this can i can you trust me on this please <sighs> he just has himself a deep sigh um because y you have to remember that this is a man who's charged with this area and trying to keep the people in it safe so this this is something where he is not going to ever suggest that this is a course of action you should take not responsibly um and he's just gonna look at you after a moment and just say well i know i i won't necessarily say that i trust you but I trust that you believe that this is what you should be doing. And as a practitioner of magic, that has a weight unto itself. Well, hello, everybody. This is Mike, your GM, your best friend, and, uh, frankly, pretty pissed off boy. See, the, uh, episode break is one of the last things that I do before we release an episode, uh, so unfortunately that meant I had to do this late on Friday, and there's a lot to be angry about, but we're not gonna dwell on that right now. The purpose of this show is escapism. We're going to have fun in a fictional universe. You all understand where I'm coming from, I'm sure. You're probably all feeling a lot of the same things I'm feeling. So you know what? We're just going to move on together. And I just want you all to know that I love you all. And I respect you all. And uh, yeah, we're all going to get through this together.
I'm going to stop talking about the things that make me profoundly angry so that I can talk to you about wine. That's right, it's wine from Wine Insiders. God knows a lot of people are probably going to be making use of this service. And you can be one of them if wine is your thing. If you, you know, like to relax and unwind with a little bit of uh, that stinky grape juice that we call wine. If you're going to do that, you should really do it through Wine Insiders. It is an online wine retailer committed to better wine delivered. That's right, better wine than what you're drinking right now. Yeah, I see what's going on there. Got that little rosé in one hand, a little Chardonnay in the other. Come on. Absolutely. Get with the program. I don't know. Are those are those good? I'm sure there are good and bad ones of each of those. Anyway, you can enjoy 35% off of Summer Ready Wines with code 35SUMMER. It's 35-S-U-M-M-E-R. Plus, get a free corkscrew with that order because they've got a whole summer collection, baby. You got free fast shipping on orders with six or more bottles. Some restrictions do apply. And uh, maybe I shouldn't have shit-talked rosé because guess what? They've got better rosé than you've got going on right now, and I guarantee that uh, if you use code ROSÉ35 or ROSÉ35, uh, at checkout for 35% off rosé wine. So um, take that wine that you're drinking right now and just put it down your drain, put it in your sink, uh, and uh, wash out that glass so that it will be a proper receptacle for America's best online value wine retailer and the premium wines that they will curate for you. So go to wineinsiders.com eqwh.net slash ppn that is wineinsiders.eqwh.net slash ppn so i want to thank everybody for listening uh it's it is awesome that you are still listening to us all of these episodes later and uh there's a turn at the end of this episode featuring a wonderful guest voice actor who uh, I don't want to necessarily reveal yet. So look forward to that. Uh, We are also going to say a big old thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network, as always, for hosting our show and for reintroducing Pocket Notes. You can get these bad boys for $10, and you can basically get us to say whatever you want on the air. For instance... I have a message for Albion, you know, the fictional character on our podcast, Um, and it is from Molly T. It says, just let Albion know that Molly says, hello, miss you, a cryptic message to be sure. But if you want to hear me read something, head on over to pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash shop. And hey, you can put in instructions for any of us to read something. I don't know. You want to make Christine sing a message for you in her beautiful singing voice or have Darius just snark something because Darius is exceptionally gifted at snark. It is maybe what he was put on this earth to do. Anyway, whatever you want, send it our way. And if you want to interface with us directly, we are on Twitter and Facebook 
at GMMCast. If you're going to tweet about the show to help spread the word via word of mouth, because that is our primary method of advertising, really, uh, tweet about us with the hashtag GMMCast. Go watch the Deep Blue Ink animations uh, that are absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, share them with your friends, because... I mean, hey, it's a good way to get someone into a podcast. It's to give them something to look at at the same time. It's pretty cool. Um, and also, you can join us on our Discord server. Links to all of that fun stuff uh, is in the episode description. Except for the Deep Blue Ink animations. Uh, you can go find those on YouTube pretty easily. And also, he just makes a lot of great stuff. Like, go support him. Go watch his all of his fun stuff. He recently had a whole video about his uh, quote-unquote beef with Jacob from Drawfee. It's wonderful. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Y'all have a good rest of your... Oh, wait. Oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot with my very bad, dumb brain to talk about the other shows that are on the Pocket Podcast Network because there are so many great shows to listen to. There's so much cool stuff made by so many cool creators like Cult Classics. Uh, no reason why I'm bringing that show up in particular on this episode. Uh, there's also good stuff like home viewing and them's the facts. Go listen. You got cool stuff. Go enjoy it. All right. Now I'll let you go back to the episode. All right. Bye. Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're gonna have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta, Gotta make them all! all. Uh, Albion is checking his phone again, seeing if he's gotten a text back. Yes, you have gotten a text back from Chris. Chris, uh, responds to you with, pardon me, I'm just trying to dial in the, the sass to the appropriate level on this one. <laughs> and, uh, it, uh, it is a text that just, uh, that just says, yeah, at home, what's up? And then there is a, a, row your phone buzzes. Ooh, row looks her phone. It is a text from Chris, and it just says, God fucking damn it. Um, what did I do wrong? Hey, Albion. Yep. Um, do you want me to also follow up with Chris or uh, at least try to arrange a meeting? Your phone is buzzing again. Ro checks her phone. What was the one thing I told you is what the text reads. Um... <laughs> Alvin just tosses his phone on the counter. Fuck it. You talk to her. I'm done. No, no. This is a <laughs> message that Ro got. I know. She... Albion is seeing that her phone yeah. is buzzing and that she, now she's saying this. So Albion's just like, fuck it. I'm done. You talk to her then. <laughs> um, Ro responds. Um, so, 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 so sorry. Uh, this is important. Do you have a minute, please? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a momentary pause. Uh, and you get a response that just says, it's fine. And then, uh, Albion, your phone buzzes. He does not look at it. I I'll need a sec. He just goes outside. He just grabs another bottle of a and walks outside. And, uh, yeah, so, um, Ro, you get another text and it, uh, mm -hmm. it just says, it's fine. 
I'm in it now. Tell Cowboy to stop moping. <laughs> um, Ro just sends back a thumbs up, and then she's going to peek out at Albion. Uh, is he moping? He is not moping. He is angry. <laughs> um, hey, Al. Yeah? Uh, Chris says to not mope. Great. <laughs> cool. I'm not, so she can talk to you. Well, okay, but I- Fuck me for trying to keep someone safe, right? <laughs> the one fucking Al- thing I'm good at? Albion, that's enough. Your phone buzzes, uh, Ro. Uh, it says, God, he's- He's a- he's- he gets like a- he gets a certain way, doesn't he? Ro just laughs and puts her phone in her pocket. Albion? What? You- okay. I know you want to, because that's in your nature, but you- you can't protect everybody. You can't make everything happen by yourself, okay? As you're having this emotional moment- Albion, your phone starts ringing from inside, so there are three people inside that now see Albion's phone is just like... Go answer your phone. Yeah, continue having your emotional moment. Sly, answer the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Does Sly answer the phone? Oh. Who answers the phone? Oh, which phone? The house phone? Albion's. Oh. Albion's. Wouldn't Albion answer his own phone, or no, he's done? No, he's outside. Okay. He deliberately yeah, left it on a counter. Then I'll answer the phone. If you don't, phone. I will. I'm doing it. Me, me, <laughs> okay. me, 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 me. Okay. Yes, you pick up the phone, and you hear... I don't think Sly has ever talked to Chris before. No. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, you, you pick up the phone, and ha- like, what do you say? Graves Residence, this is Wanda speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> oh, fuck off. Hi, I know your name isn't Wanda, um, sorry, but I don't recognize who the fuck you are. Can you bring the phone to Albion, for fuck's sake? Well, you're being very rude, but okay, (laughs) I'm gonna put you on mute. (laughs) Hey, Albion, it's your douchebag fucking friend, here's your phone. Albion takes the phone and just looks at Ro, just like, there is... A lot going on right now, and I've got a fucking lot on my head right now. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'll, I'll deal with this. Albion unmutes. Yeah. Hey, so I'm not going to say that I knew that you would pick up right now, but I did. Because I don't know if you've counted the days since the beginning of the year. It's a multiple of 20, and that's kind of my thing. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I know that you found the tree. Alright, then I guess we don't need to have a conversation about it. No, it it's... Look, you believe me, so maybe if I do have a conversation about it, I don't have to talk like I'm an asshole giving cryptid warnings. I can stop trying to be like the fucking Oracle of Delphi or whatever, and I can maybe just say some straight shit about stuff I know, and maybe it'll mean something. I don't know. I don't know, it's weird how this works, but if I tell people directly they don't believe me, but you do... Alright. Spill the tea. You know what? I'm just gonna head over there, I think. You sure it's a good idea? You know what? I learned a long time ago I need to stop living my life afraid of the next thing that's gonna happen. Because I keep knowing the next thing that's gonna happen and I can't stop it. So if someone's gonna hit me with their truck on the way over, that's what's gonna fucking happen. (sighs) Alright. 
We'll be here, just- I'm not saying someone is going to hit me with their truck on the way over, by the way. I did not see that happening. No, I know, I know. I know that's a- you're being rhetorical. Just- I just- Anyways, I just happen to know the neighborhood you're in. I piece together the house that you're at. Also, Dez's number and address is, like, publicly available. She is a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I know today's the day you're basically Jonathan Joestar, so, uh, it's fine. You're a fucking nerd, and I don't know what that means. And she hangs up. <laughs> Alvian walks in to the house, just... I imagine that it's probably, like, kind of awkward in the room, because it's just Beaumont and Des, and Des is probably just, like, looking at her cup of tea, like, kind of tingling it with her fingernails, like... So... I should be straight up with y'all about something. Yeah? Yeah? I got a phone call last night. From who? The man who made me what I am. Who's that? I name is Alistair. He's the one who, uh, stepped in when, uh, I saw my first monster. He's the one who brought me into my organization. He's, um, a very dangerous man. Your sensei. Essentially, yeah. But, you know, he's he's extraordinarily white, so... Is this... Ex uh, are we expecting this exceptionally dangerous man to be showing up at my door or something anytime soon? I... I do not know. I'd like to think not, but... Okay. He's got a far more hardline stance than I do on, uh, the monster thing. I have been told... That I need to deal with Pyburn. Oh. Deal how? The final kind of way. Okay. Yep, that sounds like Alistair. Wait, you know him? Yeah, you know that a lot of the jobs that come to your particular organization are because the White Council doesn't have the resources to deal with things in every place, right? Yeah, I just didn't figure you personally knew him. Oh, no, I don't. So, I'm trying to avoid having to deal with that because, first of all, Pavern's useful to us. The resources he has access to are very helpful. Secondly, I'm not bringing an entire FBI investigation down in our heads just because, uh, my boss has got to stick up his ass about the white court. The fact is, there are eyes on me now, from the organization, and I can't tell yet if that's going to make things worse. Okay. So if I seem a little anxious, if I seem a little out of sorts, um, yeah, I learned about that about ten hours ago, so, you know, I have not really slept. That's a lot to put on you. Welcome to my life. It's been a... There hasn't been as much of it since I've, uh... Sort of started living in Burlington, which, you know... Not a thing I thought I'd do, because for the last few years, I haven't... Lived anywhere, really, so... I guess I got too comfortable and forgot, um... Forgot who I work for, essentially. He doesn't have the power to, like, reassign you somewhere else, does he? He... We don't make the assignments like that. That's not how it works. Um, we go where we're needed, and 
if I haven't been sent somewhere else yet, it's for a reason. I don't know if I know what that is. I don't know if they know what that is. The answer to someone else, someone I don't particularly know. There is someone above the High Watchmen, and I don't know who, and I don't know their agenda. I don't know what they know, but there's a reason I'm still here. So Alistair does not get final say in where I go. Does Alistair believe that your mission here is Piper? That's the reason why you're here? Or is that just a little bump in the road? I don't know. I imagine he's not my end goal. No. And I don't think Alistair thinks he is either. But he said that if if I don't deal with Piper, then any blood on Piper and Sands is on mine. And, well, after what happened to Ditko, that is a warning that shakes me a little. Yeah. I'm sorry I've made this about me. It's not a- we should move on from me. Um, Beaumont, do you- Know anything about how to close up portals to the Never Never that are leaking into our world? Do you know anything about that? <sighs> yeah, that is... Boy, that's a little bit above my pay grade. Um, mm. <sighs> yeah, I I have resources that I can tap into. Um, and since you've described the things that you saw and the experiences that you had... Uh, I have more information to go off of for finding somebody that might have an answer as to what's going on. Um, but uh, I am not an expert in effectively, I guess, the field of magical topology, if such a field should exist. Is it topography or topology? Yeah, this is why I'm definitely not an expert. Too early in the morning for you, huh? Mm, yeah, there are some things about the world I live in that it will... Always be too early in the morning for me for. I'm, you know, yeah. I, not everybody can be sly. Yeah. If we, if we took a boat ride, would you back us up? If we went to the Boscoan ruins? Oh, the, I mean, where it sunk? Yeah. I mean, where it sunk, it got dredged up. So, like, we could go to the original site of where it sunk, sure. And I could be there with you. Yeah, I, that, that's the thing we can do. There's some messed up ley lines there. It might be interesting. Yeah. So I I don't know if you all have looked at them since uh, encountering the sites of the ley line tampering. Have you had an opportunity to actually look at the ley lines and how they are behaving since then? As a player, Christine does not know. <laughs> I don't think that you have. Um. No. Uh, nope, I certainly have not on account of when I use the side to look at them, it makes my brain hurt. Yeah, no, that was me asking players. Yeah, because I've only used the site once successfully. No, Albion has not on account of using the site to look at them makes his brain hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that's true. Uh, and of course, uh, Sly is just over there like, I don't fucking know. Pretty much. Ugh, okay. Yeah, um, that is a thing that we could do. Yeah, so, <clears throat> all right, well, uh, I, okay. So I guess if that's a thing we want to do, that is a thing that we could do. Is there any, are there any other plans that anyone had for following up on any of this? Do you mind emailing your sister 
Sly? Uh, yeah, let me do that now. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's one of these pieces of string that we are approaching now. Okay. Um, uh, God, that's Shadrach. fact that we have a warlock and we still don't know where he is, that is unpleasant and uncomfortable for me. Is there a way for you to, uh, I don't know, get a warrant out for him? That's not how the White Council operates. No, it's it's really not. Are there any suggestions on how we would go about finding a warlock? Well, I mean, if we we could try and scry him, maybe? I don't know. <sighs> a lot of what we would have to do would basically be flatfoot investigation based on what information we have. And what information that we do have is he's a necromancer. That's a big piece of it. And he has history with, uh, with Roe and her father. Yeah, I, I'll make a phone call after this and see what I can get started for us. Are you sure that you want to do that? <sighs> oh, no, I absolutely want to. But I think that this is, we got to get something started because this guy's just out here. Okay, just keep yourself safe as you're doing some info gathering. Rose just gonna nod. Uh, so Chris is on her way over, by the way, so, um... What? Like, now? Yeah, she's on her way over here. Uh, yeah. Des scrambles to the <laughs> kitchen to go put on some more hot water. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I hadn't mentioned that, and, uh, I probably shoulda. Like, Des calls from the kitchen, <laughs> how does she know how to- No, wait, never mind. Never mind. Because you're a business owner! Uh, yep, 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 yep. Nothing to do with the fact she's kind of psychic, too. She's a psychic, and it's a day that's a multiple of 20. Is this whiteboard that we were working on, is this in the room that we're in now? Yes. Ro is going to stand up and erase Chris's name that has a frowny face next to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just sit back down. And it's not its not a whiteboard. It's um like a bulletin board. It's a cork board. Got it. But it's a corkboard? Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> corkboard. Yeah. But no, you could definitely take down okay. the little note that has Chris's name and a yes. frowny face. Rose just going to fold that up. And just put one that just says her name with no face. <laughs> Rose just going to fold that up in her pocket. There, No, she's not replacing it. Just she has it. She doesn't want Chris to think that we think she's a frowny face. <laughs> uh, I, I love I love the sensitivity. <laughs> to to chris it's very good <laughs> uh it's a bridge okay. we don't want to burn it's true yeah so yeah um plus i just want to get Brady on our show and work because Brady's cool pretty 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 well speaking of getting Brady on our show um yeah so a a used car uh None of you are familiar with this particular vehicle. Uh, it is, it, you are quite startled, however, when it basically just uh, takes the corner way too quick and way too hard into Dez's driveway, slamming into her trash can. <laughs> oh, Ooh. oh no. And uh, yeah, so out of uh, this car, like screeches to a halt. Uh, narrowly avoiding hitting the other vehicles parked in there. And uh, as uh, you, you can see, as soon as the car is put in park, Chris jumps out of the car and runs up to the house. 
and just starts knocking on the door uh, to be let in very quickly and very rapidly. Des will go open the door. Hello, welcome to my home. Okay, yeah, enough of that. In 20 hours, Marcus will die. Oh, I'm what? sorry, what? Hey, Michael. Hi. Who are three dream guests you would love to have on GMM cast that aren't a McElroy brother and aren't Brennan Lee Mulligan? Lee. Mulga- God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> How dare you! No other people exist, Tom. <laughs> There's only uh, those four. That's it. There's uh, no other podcasters. We're doomed. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.